Hi, this is Jeff. If you have any interest in supporting this podcast, you can visit patreon.com backslash evolving podcast for more information. Thank you. Welcome to Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast, a podcast dedicated to being inconsistent. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Did I ruin that? Sorry. No. That's the thing, because I, I, I don't put these out like on a regular schedule, and I don't, they're always about like random topics, so like I, I don't ever know if... I, I don't know. I, if, if you do a podcast, like that's one of the first things they say is, like, pick a day of the week put it out that day or like every other week or something like that and I tried I remember I tried to do that like a long time ago when I started trying to do a podcast and it was just too I was like these episodes are not good I'm like rushing these out Mm -hmm. and uh but but it's weird because it's like sometimes like I'll want to if if I'm like making podcasts like I'm I've kind of taken a little bit of a break, but now I'm trying to get back into it. But when I'm like in the middle of it, sometimes I'll make I'll record like a couple or two or three like in a week, and then like go a few weeks where I won't record one. So I just never know how quickly I'll. So you get just out. get ahead of it, and then I don't, or I would just get behind. That's what, <laughs> usually what happens. You're catching up. I, I remember having some days, some weeks where I'd I'd end up recording like two in a, a few days, and I'd be like, wow, this is this is good. I but, remember. A couple of years ago, when I first started getting into podcasts, it seemed like all the podcasts I listened to were uploaded on Thursdays, and so I yeah. just assumed that that was the day that podcasts came yeah. out. Yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> they have them like every like. There's some that come out on Sundays and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Now I don't even pay attention, like, because I have my I have a I have a podcast app that it doesn't automatically update. Mm-hmm. Like I have to actually go in there and push update. What Which I did that because I didn't want to like overwhelm my phone memory oh, yeah, with yeah. like podcasts when I'm trying to do something else. Like it would slow it down. Right. But uh, I use a uh, Downcast. Downcast. It's not that different from Apple Podcasts, but I just like some of the like features of it a little better, like the rewinding and fast forwarding. It lets you do like specific increments. Do you know if my podcast ends up there? It's just, it, it, I mean, <laughs> to it, be really, it's like, not a different. It's not a different library. Like it's just oh, it's a different not? interface. Okay. So like you can find any podcast on it. Okay. Okay. So, cool. Because I've actually the ones in the past that you've come out with, I've I listened to through that app. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Cool. I had it. I know I was putting it on SoundCloud, and I knew it was on iTunes, and then I recently like put it on like Spotify and. Stitcher and Google Play Music, I think, and uh, I'm trying to get them. I don't know. I want to make it e- easy for people to listen to if they want to listen to it. I know so a lot of people were like, "I don't have iTunes or, or they they don't they don't know how to do Spotify or or a SoundCloud." Or whatever. Do you have to pay to get it on Spotify? No, no. Because I know you have to do like you have to do like a certain thing with music when you upload music on Spotify. Don't you have to like? pay for like a license or something like a um, fee the way i do 
my music get my music on like I, I use this service called DistroKid, mm-hmm. and it, have you heard of that? No. Oh, it's it's really cool. Like if you're like an independent artist type person, because uh, it's like twenty dollars a year for like the basic package. Okay. And you can you can put up like unlimited amount. You could put out as much music as you want basically, mm-hmm. and uh, and they you just kind of lo- load it onto this site with your cover and everything and they send it into like iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify oh, cool. and, like Tidal and all the, I mean it, it's in more places where like they're not even like it's on Amazon Play or some, something like it's so, in a lot of different spots so it's like a hub that just puts you everywhere basically let me see if I can pull it's it. like MySpace yeah like this is <laughs> for this is the page I'm, I'm showing Y'all can't see this, but this is my DistroKid page. I'm showing Cole. These yeah. are some of my like albums, and these mm-hmm. are all the stores that, okay. that it's in. So you can pick which stores that it goes to. I think so, but I don't. I'm not sure. That's pretty cool. It puts it puts it like if and that's you found cheap too, twenty bucks a year. I know it's there. There are like uh, up, there are different. So there's like a twenty dollar. It's for like uh, for one artist, uh-huh. like under one name. It's twenty dollars a year. I should probably put more stuff up actually. But uh, do they fee you once a year? or Do you pay bro- broken up over the it's, year? It's because I would paid, just pay it at once if I could. Oh it, oh yeah, twenty dollars once yeah. a year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think like it seems like crazy low. Like that's like you're like, how do they pay? I well, think amount, the, for the amount of apps you're getting it on, that's pretty great. Like for the listeners, <laughs> it looks like you have. <laughs> A good 15 apps on there. Even Instagram? Like, apparently it's on Instagram somehow? That's weird. Yeah, yeah you can look at the... Does it just put... It just puts pictures of the song notes, right? And you just... You look at Instagrams of song <laughs> I don't notes. know. I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> it's probably I, just I did link. look at that one time, like, how to... It's I think it's something, album cover it's something where you can, just, like, add yeah. the music to a mm-hmm. picture or video or something like that. Oh, that's cool. I think... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's like magic now. It's pretty cool though. Uh, uh, DistroKid. <laughs> I, I like them a lot. They, they, I think the way they make, they probably make more money because they have things where like, if you pay $50, then it'll, you can pay $50 to like put one album up there forever. Like it'll never come down. Because the thing is, is if you don't pay the tw- that $20 each year, yeah. then it'll all just come back down kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah. It's a subscription. So, but, uh, I recently did, yeah. uh, this is kind of off, talk, off topic, but I did the uh, VPN, like, uh, where you can, you, you basically route your IP through, you mask your IP so people can't track, like, everything you do and, and like, tell where you are. So, like, there's one that I, I paid, it's like $100 a year, and so... I got this one, and I found out that if you have a VPN, Netflix is geo-based. So oh, okay. it unlocks all of the Netflix around the all world. All worldwide? Yeah. So you can actually, depending on where you log your VPN onto, because you can pick what country mm-hmm. you're actually surfing on. That's crazy. So, like, the, for example, that uh, Star Trek Discovery that's on the CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. If you use a VPN, everywhere else in the world, it's on Netflix. I don't know why. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why they only do the CBS here. 
So I would just log on to like Europe and watch it on Netflix. So that was I actually just crazy. Yeah, I just told some people on this Discord app or this Discord channel I'm on. Is it channel network? I was like, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is on Netflix <laughs> And then some guy I think he's from like the UK somewhere and he's like, We don't have it here, but I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I logged it on to uh I was uh, James was over and we were just testing out the waters of what we could do with it. I logged it on to Japanese Netflix and we were watching like Super Sentai shows and stuff. So they don't have any of that stuff. I go okay. I don't. I, I guess I don't know what Super Sentai is. It's the it's the series, the Japanese series that we use that we turned into Power Rangers. Oh 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 yeah okay. So they have like. They've been doing that since like the early seventies, I think. That's so they nuts. have like tons of like all this crazy stuff, but it didn't have any subtitles because it's in Japan. You're like James. I'm <laughs> never leaving your house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, I'll explain kind of what's going on. Like, uh, I'm sitting here with with my friend Cole. You know him if you've listened to the Tastemakers episodes. Usually, it's. He and uh, our friends James and Ron are also with us. Usually with those episodes, we kind of go in a circle and we each bring like a few things to recommend to each other. It's it's kind of a recommending group kind of thing. Uh, but I was, I was I, I thought it would be fun to try to do different, kind of use the same guys, but kind of do different versions of, of that in a way, like more focused. So like... Uh, today, Cole and I are going to talk about a movie that um, Cole is a fan of, and that he actually—I I didn't realize this. I had to I, when I looked back into the show notes for the first Tastemakers episode we did, and he actually recommended this movie during that, and I never watched it. Typical back then. me, yeah. I always wonder what those things like if we, like, we all recommend all this stuff, and I was like. Do I watch movies they, and TV shows that they recommend, and do they watch stuff I recommend? Like sometimes, <laughs> some of them. I think I have no, done some stuff. I but. watched those videos, uh, the video game YouTube, like the guy who does like oh, pretty yeah, much a uh, documentary. Jeremy Parrish. Yeah, yeah. I started watching yeah. those after you recommended them. I like that was good. That, that was one of my rec- yeah one of my recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really good. Um, he did an episode on uh, the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. That one was really good. I probably good. watched it. I watched a lot of that guy's stuff. It's really good if you're into, uh, like, old Nintendo games. And he, do, he does Super Nintendo, too. And yeah. All of that. Game Boy. Jeremy Parrish is his name on YouTube. <laughs> it's funny, because when I, I was looking at our text messages, because I was trying to find your address, and I didn't realize you did it in the group ch- chat, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I actually went... I went up on our just our personal chat message. Oh my gosh! And like Jerm, that Jeremy Parrish, like was it Jeremy? Oh, is it Jeremy, Jeremy Parrish? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like the first thing that popped up on there. I was like, man, we haven't even texted in a while. <laughs> it's we all haven't. been in group text. Probably but... the last time I talked to you was the last episode, Tastemakers episode. We did. Yeah, I don't. I think it was in like September or, or October. Or... Oh, it wasn't that far back. Was it? I don't know. I think it must have been, I think it was probably back uh, after Christmas or something. Okay. I don't remember. Was it? I, I don't know. Let's check the show notes. 
I could I, look. It's on, been a while. I don't know. I could look on something. I'm curious. Uh, okay, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this movie. So the the episode is mainly gonna be about that. Now we've kind of been jabber jabbering, and we will probably continue to to do that. But uh, so let's just say what this movie is, and kind of give like a basic sort of rundown. A synopsis. Yeah. It's, ca- it's called The Man from Earth. You can watch this on Amazon Prom- Prime currently. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where I watched it. Should we read the Amazon Prime synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have it pulled up here. That's where I watched it last night, too. Um, that's, oh yeah. There's actually two. Like They did like a re, um, remastered version, because I noticed it was on there twice. One of them's remastered. Not that, oh. not that the footage is even oh. that high res in the first place. And they have the sequel. Yeah, the sequel's on there. <laughs> okay. Um, on, on the, in Prime, this is under, I guess, the digitally restored version. It says, digitally restored. <laughs> an, impromptu, an impromptu goodbye party for Professor John Oldman becomes a mysterious interrogation after the retiring scholar reveals to his colleagues he has... He has a longer and stranger past than they can imagine. It's a pretty good synopsis, I guess. That, yeah. It's a... I'll, should we give a spoiler warning? I, sure. This is Spoiler a, warning. Yeah. You might enjoy this more if you've seen the movie. Uh, I'm not going to uh, guarantee that you'll love this movie. This is a very niche, niche kind you, of movie. I'll say this. If you like The Twilight Zone and if you appreciate like screenwriting... I think this is a you'll enjoy this, but if you're looking for like a very action-packed movie, it all takes place in this guy's house, and it looks like it was filmed for TV mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. So yeah, it looks actually, very it looks, dated. It looks older than it actually is. <laughs> like I was, I was telling Cole earlier, I was like, when I was, or we were talking about the score, and he was like, the score isn't very good, and I was like, yeah, I think when I was watching, I thought, well, you know, it's okay because it was from the 90s and i was yeah. like wait no it came out in 2007 it's about 10 years past its time but the writing's really good so it's kind of like a cult yeah. favorite type movie yeah it got an it it was one of those things where there was such a following that they decided to make a sequel and i guess it was crowdfunded and which the the stupid thing is the sequel i, I won't give any spoilers to that i don't like the sequel as much but it it's a cliffhanger as well so oh it is <laughs> yeah well this one's not really a cliffhanger the first one's like its own contained thing mm-hmm. but there's a cliffhanger like like they're gonna make a third one or a i think i read maybe in the on wikipedia that they were thinking of making it into like a series i think it could have done I a think series that was how it, they were thinking of the sequel at the same time like the guy's already okay so we already said spoiler alert yeah, spoiler alert. So the guy's already aged. The thing is, this guy says he's got a bunch of... He's a professor. He's got a bunch of professor friends. And it starts with him packing up his truck and all his friends joining him. And they're like... Apparently, he they were throwing him a going-away party because he's moving. Mm-hmm. And they were all like... He apparently bailed out on the party. So they're all wondering, you know, what, what the deal is. And he invites them in and basically tells them he's immortal (laughs) 
or not immortal. Yeah, he kind of slowly gets around to. Yeah, he's he's kind of checking all their reactions, and he decides that he can confide in them that he was born in like fourteen thousand years ago, and they they're all professors in different yeah different uh, subjects, so. They're all trying to. There's like a biologist. Him. Yeah, and there's like a, a psychiatrist, a, a psychologist, a biologist. There's a archaeologist, I guess. Or I had it pulled. I'm not up sure. Some... But yeah, there's yeah. Um, all these different professors, and they're all trying. They're all like poking and prodding him with these different questions, and none of them can stump him really. And he. Yeah. Yeah. Biologist, an art professor, an anthropologist, a historian who is in love with John. John's like the main character guy. And a devout Christian. I didn't understand what she taught or if she was a professor. Or if She, she was, was the art professor. Oh, is she? Edith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in the beginning she says he has a Van Gogh. Yeah. Or something. Okay, I never and put that together. He says like uh, a friend gave it to him. And then later on he says... His friend was Van Gogh. Yeah, he admits that it was a Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, that's what like a lot of. It's kind of like a. <laughs> that's the. That's probably the the downfall of the story is it's a little too convenient, like all the all of his like historical like events that he recounts. He you know of course he knew the Buddha of course. He was Jesus. <laughs> that was the part where I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> of course he knew Columbus. Like, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit too on the nose in places. But I still think it's a really interesting, like, exploration of whatever. I mean, they they were talking about making a TV show, but they pretty much did that. And it was called The Highlander. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> except he, like, sword fought people. <laughs> That, um, it, it's, uh, it, I'm trying to, th- I wrote down some thoughts. Uh, do you want me to read them? Sure. Um, I don't it, care. It's kind of, hopefully it's not too much. I'll try to hurry. This was morning. I was like, cause I watched the movie. Cole says, Cole has seen this like a bunch of times or yeah. something you've liked for a long time. I think. I don't, I think I first saw it. Probably about eight years ago, I guess. Oh, okay. I, I just randomly found it online and watched it. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought maybe you were a fan of the writer and you, or well, something. Well, after you that, I like looked into the writer, but I've never, like, I don't think I've ever bothered to look up the episodes that he wrote. <laughs> I thought His, about doing that for uh, this, but then I just Jerome I lost Bixby. track of time. Yeah. And he he was like a science fiction writer and he wrote some episodes of So like the Twilight Zone and uh Does it say which Star Trek which episodes he wrote on there cuz I we might know them already. Um or I might He wrote He wrote it's a, a 1953 one. story It's a Good Life which was the basis for a 1961 episode of The Twilight Zone and which was included in Twilight Zone the movie in 1983. He wrote four episodes of Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek series Mirror Mirror, oh, okay. Day of the Dove, Requiem for Methuselah, and by any other name. I've heard of all those episodes because I've seen all of, I've watched through it all, but 
the one that sticks out is Mirror Mirror. That's actually a pretty well known one. Is that does that I I I'm not a big Star Trek person, but is that I feel like I read somewhere that it, it that had one. similar uh, themes to this movie. Do me to what? Let's see. What's the synopsis on that? A transporter malfunction swaps Captain Kirk and his companions. Yeah, this is where they go into the mirror universe. So there's in Star Trek lore. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> there's an alternate universe where everyone's evil, basically. Hmm. So they're in their transporter, and I guess the alternate universe, they get in the transporter at the exact same moment, and they somehow get <laughs> swapped for their counterparts. So, like, the way they showed that everyone's evil in the 60s is they all had goatees and wore <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. And they even, they've been doing that still, like, in uh, Discovery, that show that they just did their second yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. There was a big plot point where they go to the Mirror Universe. So... Star Trek is like one of those things where like I, I feel like if I started watching it I'd get really into it. I just never got yeah. I never really started watching it. It's not for everybody. It's kind of it depends on what what you start with. Like if you start with the old original series, it's completely different than like the next generation. They're all like very different. So it just kind of depends on what kind of stuff you like, you know. Well, okay, so I thought you had gotten into the movie because you, I don't, I was like, maybe he's like a famous Star Trek writer and all these Star Trek people like know who he is and they've seen it. I actually don't but, remember how I found the movie. I think I was literally like just looking for something to watch online and I yeah. just stumbled across, like, I think I probably read like a quick synopsis and I thought, oh, that looks interesting and I just clicked on it. But after that I found out he wrote for Star Trek. I just thought that was cool, but it makes sense that he also had that story idea that turned into the Twilight Zone. This yeah. movie reminded me of like, like I I wrote it some somewhere. I was like, it felt like a like if it was made today, it would be like an episode of an anthology yeah. show, and it probably would be like this movie's like an hour and a half, I think. And it, it's like almost like you can tell this was just a really good short story, and right. they tried to make it into a movie. But it doesn't really have the meat of a normal movie. So it was like, they would, actually, if they tried to make it today with, like, a budget, they would have to punch it up a lot. Uh-huh. Like, get yeah. them out of that guy's house. They're, like, fighting. Maybe, like, show some of flashbacks of his life or something. I don't know. They're, like, fighting all these historical figures <laughs> yeah. while they're, like, having this intellectual conversation. Yeah. I had a chance to sail with Columbus, and he just shows him punching Columbus out on the deck of a ship. It's kind of funny, like, <laughs> there are, I like a lot of, it, there are, like, these movies where the whole movie is, like, people talking to each other, like, uh, My Dinner with Andre, I know it's, like, the famous one, but yeah. then, like, the uh, Before Sunrise and Before, like, Richard Linklater's movie, have you seen those? No. I've heard of really good. My Dinner with Andre, but I haven't ever watched it. I think I did watch it one time, but I, I like those kind of movies. And, and I like, because it, it's kind of like a, like a bottle episode of a TV show where like yeah. everything takes place in one, one place. And I like those episodes because it's like, it's almost like the writers have to work extra hard to make it interesting because yeah. it, it feels kind of like that. Um, 
if your characters are stuck in a room staring at each other, you better make it interesting. Like, right. That's the thing. Yeah. Like the hateful eight kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, like, I don't... If... I guess we should kind of fill in the rest of the story. Like, he basically just... He confesses to them, like, all this stuff that he did in his long life, and they're all trying to, like, you know, well, how would this work in the... Mm-hmm. the biologist is like well if if his body had perfect what did he call it like if his body could renew itself perfectly and there was no errors in his genetic code and he wouldn't grow old and he would just live forever mm-hmm. and so like they keep they keep kind of like why are you laughing I'm la- <laughs> the one thing that kind of did make me laugh was like they're having this conversation and this guy's like saying this crazy stuff and like yeah. They keep the the people that he's talking to. They keep saying stuff like, "This is preposterous. There's no way. This is not real." But I'm entertained by the conversation. Yeah. So please, continue. like, they're all kind of like, well, they're all like, "I don't want to get involved, but look, I'll play your game." The the <laughs> thing that I like about that is, if if you've ever known like a professor, they kind of act like that. Yeah. The, There's yeah. a lot of like. Of, you know, like, huffing and puffing, and then it's just like, but, for the sake of argument. <laughs> it reminded me of a movie, like, that, uh, or, like, people will say, like, like, freshmen in college would really like, or, like, yeah. kind of a Which dorm room Which I probably was when I found stuff. this, yeah. Yeah. Like, it kind of, it's stuff that, like, when you're kind of, it, it does have a lot of really deep thoughts to it, to where... I think that was part of my issue with it was like I'm just sitting down like on I think I watched it like Monday or Tuesday afternoon Tuesday after, or I don't remember anyway <laughs> one day and um I'm just not like in like a deep thought type mood mm. and they're like talking about all this like yeah. big huge stuff and I'm just like oh what? Like, I'm playing solitaire <laughs> on my phone yeah. like you kind of have I don't to know be if I'm, in the right yeah, mood I kept thinking that I was like I think if I was if I was willing to be like engaged in this more, I like I kind of felt bad that I wasn't, uh, like investing more into yeah. the movie. And I one of the things I wrote in this thing was like that I I felt like if I if I rewatched it and I knew kind of what I was getting into, uh-huh. I, I'd probably enjoy it more. Well, kind of go with it a little bit more. What I would, I've actually done this before. Like all the characters have such different voices and. The way they, like, react to things. You could almost just listen to it. And you're going to get yeah. a better experience. Because there's nothing visually stimulating mm-hmm. about this movie. It's some guy's living room. And, like, yeah, all the actors have such different voices that you could easily, after, like, a few lines of dialogue, you're going to be able to tell who's who. And they, the way they react. I mean, like that, the Christian literalist lady that's the art teacher, basically half her lines are, you're not Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that sacrilege. That's why I kept, I think I saw somewhere, like, it was like on Reddit or something, and they're like, this movie's going to, like, piss off all the Christians. And I'm like, is it? Like, I can't imagine, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I can see like, like, if, I was like, if you're if not you very secure that this in your beliefs, like, yeah. Like, like, like you watch it and you're like, he's not really Jesus. This is just a movie. <laughs> well, I think it could piss them off from the standpoint of she's not given very much depth. She's yeah. kind of like, 
she's kind of an idiot. Like the movie the is movie. kind of more in his. It's like pandering. Yeah. Like his corner. Yeah, to his corner more than like it's not giving her equal footing. <laughs> so she's like she literally can't say anything. But you're not Jesus or whatever. <laughs> like the the most. I watched it more critically this time. Because, I mean, I've seen the movie so many times. I just keep going back to it because I like the I like the writing of it. Mm-hmm. So whenever I want like to feel, I guess, I need some creative inspiration, sometimes I'll just throw it on, you know, and like listen to the dialogue. Because mm-hmm. I've always kind of wanted to be a writer in some form. And just like I, I see this as a really good script. Yeah. An interesting script. But this... The worst part is the uh, biologist. That guy is such an overactor that he almost takes it out of the movie. You know, the is really he like the goofy, goofy guy, the really okay, goofy yeah, yeah. guy. That's just like, you know, what's the punchline? He doesn't. <laughs> he like overacts every line to the point where you're just like, ugh. Get any other actor in there. I'm gonna read through this, and I think we've already. I don't know. Basically, I was worried I wasn't gonna have anything to say because I I didn't think through it very deeply so i tried to write out my thoughts anyway i'll just read it oh you wrote this yeah i wrote this today this morning the main thing happening today is i'll be recording that podcast with cole about the man from earth i'm worried that i don't have enough thoughts about it i only watched it once and i feel like i didn't concentrate very well i was mostly (laughs) thinking about how it felt like an interesting idea for a short story but as a movie it wasn't the most exciting watch it was all about the dialogue and it felt very impressed with its own intellect. Yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting thought experiment, but I was I was right on that line of being engaged and wanting to roll my eyes. I think I honestly just didn't like it, to be blunt. <laughs> but I can see people who are into Star Trek liking it since one of the writer, it was written by one of the writers. Looking at the reviews, it seems like a lot of them are either this is the best science fiction movie ever I've ever seen or wow, this is horrible. I think it's a movie you have to engage with to enjoy. If you just watch it as a movie, I don't think it's very good. But if you watch it like a stage play, well, it's like an interesting imaginary conversation. Apparently, it was redone as a play, and that makes a lot of sense, as most of it is set in one room. If it was made today, I think it would work well as a podcast, maybe. (laughs) Oh, like one of those uh, (laughs) podcast stories that uh, they do now, like the creative ones? Yeah. It reminded me of an episode of an anthology show more than a, a movie. It may have worked better as something like that if it was maybe half the length. I often enjoy movies where people just talk the whole time, but I just wasn't as into this one as some of the others. I wouldn't mind rewatching it at some point, knowing what I'm getting into. I'm already. I'm just repeating stuff. I've already said that stuff. Well, maybe I could roll with it a little better. It. The thing I noticed last night was, it's. It's almost like it was the first draft and then like the guy died or something. Yeah, that that was a part of that was something I think there's like the it sounds like the making of the movie was like kind of a story in itself cuz it, I've this, never looked into it. Well, just that this was a, the the idea for the story it was like something he came up with in like the 60s or something. Yeah, he and just then he, kind of put it away and something. he finished it with his son like on his deathbed. In like 1998, he died in like April of 98, I think. And so his son kind of, I think his son was the producer on the movie, mm-hmm. and then he took it to the director, and they and they kind of, I think they said they made the movie. I think I read they made it for like two hundred thousand dollars, 
So like, it's like crazy a, very that it costs that much. I guess <laughs> most of that's probably craft foods and <laughs> I, I can't, craft I think services. Says, I think I read how long it took. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Like it didn't take very long. It was like a like if they could borrow weeks. their friend's house for a a week, <laughs> and like I guess just pay the actors. I feel like they could have done it for way less than hundred thousand dollars. Uh, the film was shot in eight days after a week of rehearsals. So it's done like a play, basically. It really felt yeah. that's what it felt like a play more than a movie. I which kind I of want to watch the play, like I, yeah, if I thought it filmed would, it at all. I thought it would be interesting. Uh, like also another movie, like Twelve Angry Men. Have you seen Twelve Angry Men? Yes, I've seen the original. Yeah, I haven't. I think there's that's a the remake. Talk- yeah. Oh, there is a remake. I thought there was. That's that's another one of those like, pretty much all set in one room kind of mm-hmm. movies that's still like, whoa, that's good. It still works, kind of thing. Um, what else was I gonna write? Oh, I was wondering. Uh, okay, this was kind of a funny moment. I was. This is just like a thing I I wondered like, um, because I work for like a moving company, so like, uh-huh. there's a he's moving out of his house. While, yeah. while, like, while they're having this conversation and there's a part where like there's a knock on the door and it's these movers and they come in and they're like we're here to get your stuff and they're like okay so everybody like stands up and these guys are like yeah they're in the middle of this they like crazy ignored, conversation yeah. <laughs> and these guys are just like carrying couches over it. and I'm like what are these ca-? like the movers like they're carrying a couch out and this guy's like are you trying to what's it like to like never die are you afraid to never <laughs> die and these guys are just like yeah, that like, whole scene where he's thinking? talking to him outside about, he's like, so you feel you're separate from the human race? He's like, I am. And like the movers are walking past them right as they're talking about it. And I was, I, I kind of chuckled to myself because I was like, I, if I wrote the sequel, because I was thinking about how bad the sequel is. I mean, the first, the first one's arguably a bad movie, but with interesting writing, you know? Uh-huh. But... The sequel is both bad in writing and bad movie. <laughs> and I was just thinking, what, how would I have written the sequel? And, like, I would have just followed some of those movers. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, them trying to, like, talk about, you know, we, we went, we moved this guy out. And apparently he's immortal. <laughs> That's, like, one of the funniest... <laughs> The movie, it's, like, so, like, serious. And it is interesting. Like, the idea is really interesting. It reminded yeah. me of, like, something you'd, like, you'd read, like, a, a short story, like, in college or something. And it'd be, like, a dialogue kind of thing. And it'd be really... Yeah. Make you really think. And it's just, like, it was... It felt like it was hard to go with it. Well, it's kind of. the preface, the, the way they they introduce the topic's interesting because he introduces it like he's writing a story. So he's like, you know, say, say I'm writing a story about a man mm-hmm. who lived from Upper Paleolithic till now. You know, what would he be like? And they start kind of playing with the idea, mm-hmm. and then it's almost like you go through the looking glass, and you know, he he is the man or whatever. Yeah. But you're right. It's a little serious, and it kind of takes itself a little too seriously in parts. Like there's not a lot of 
genuine like comic relief and when it is it's very strained and bad except that goofy guy (laughs) well that's what i'm talking about he's too goofy (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like all that stuff about he he you know he happened to almost sail with columbus and all like it's just like too many things line up to where you're like are you kidding me and the, the probably the craziest one is like you were jesus yeah <laughs> i like the way he tells that story but at the same time it should have been the only major one if he was gonna do one you know like it, instead of i almost sailed with columbus or you know uh-huh. i knew van gogh <laughs> <laughs> He's like the he's like the Forrest Gump of like I posed eternal... for the David statue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Did you okay? So the I feel like it's pre, while you're watching it, you're kind of like like the characters are questioning if this guy is really if he's just making this up or whatever. He sounds like he's not making it up. He sounds like he's just telling his experiences mm-hmm. but they all think he's crazy and they're like kind of like losing it kind of thing they get a little too angry too fast it, and they was like i kept wondering i was like is the it felt like it was like trying to be kind of uh like open-ended like well is he is he is he making this up or is it true yeah. but it felt like you it was it was it within the movie it was true kind yeah of thing um, which is which is a really that was the, just the idea of it is it's a really interesting like thing to think about like what if someone just didn't die and they what would they do and how would like if yeah. you didn't age and you had to just like yeah, if you, how would you survive like he says like he feel? he yeah. lived in this he'd been in this college town for like ten years and people were starting to notice that he didn't age so he was gonna have to like Leave. that's why he was leaving and everything because p- people were recognizing and he needed to move on and all this. But, uh, what was I getting at? I'm forgetting. (laughs) But then, okay, and then at the end of the movie, just to go full spoilers, that this older man is like the the doctor. Well, they they first say, you know, they're kind of back him in a corner, like, you need to stop this now because people are getting upset. And he says, you know, okay, it's, it was, it was all an act. It was all a game. You know, we were just, I was just, we were just playing with each other, you know, and I didn't want it to go this far. So everyone will get off his case, basically. And then he's talking to the chick that, I guess, they're together. It's kind of it's weird. W- it's like, she, like, you can tell she's really into him. He just says, he seems and he's pretty like, indifferent. <laughs> he likes he, her. He's kind of like, a, what would it matter? Like, yeah. Been there before, you babe. Would, uh, you would age, and I wouldn't. Yeah, kind of. He's kind of like above it. We could thing. we could have a thing for ten years, and then I'm gonna leave. But uh, she's asking him about his, the some of the names he's gone by, and he names. I don't remember what the name was. Uh huh. Yeah. But the the older man that's like the psychiatrist, he overhears the name, and it's the it's name like, of his father, and he starts freaking out, and he has like a. Oh, why did I miss that? I, yeah. I, I knew he recognized the name. I didn't realize he. Yeah, he he uh, he hears oh the gosh. name and he's like, from because he says the I can't remember the name 
Uh-huh. But he was like, like 60 years ago in Boston, I got a little crazy and I went by this name. Oh, it was like um, Thomas, or no, it was John T. Party. It was John Thomas Party. And he's like, you know, John T. Party in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. like yeah. the, the psychiatrist hears that name and he like freaks out because that's the name of his father. And then like... Gosh. And he, he's like, tries, he's trying to disprove it. Like, he's like, yeah, we had a dog when I was, a, when I was a child. And he's like, Wolfie. And he's like, yeah, it was Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, he basically has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. The old man just dies. And you're just like, and that's, that's kind of where you're like, I guess he was who he says he is. Yeah. And, kind of but the thing is like. The thing that weirds me out about that scene is the you know she his girlfriend's like, you've never watched your own child die before. It's like fourteen thousand years. People had dangerous lives. Surely, he's seen a kid or two bite it. <laughs> Death rates were pretty high for most of history. <laughs> And then they just, they like get in the car, truck and drive away. Yeah. He gets in the truck like he's going to leave and then he like waits for her and she gets in the truck with him. So it's like a happy ending? Yeah, I guess so. He says he'll be back for the funeral. It's <laughs> a really weird ending. I guess well, that was... I, I the, was like zoned out by that time, I think. I guess that was the only way to keep his secret in the story, I guess. You know, if you're going to reveal it that way, then that guy knows, and he's going to like, I don't know, tell everyone. So I guess the easiest way to keep that going was he dies, but I don't know. I feel yeah. like there could have been another way maybe to confirm it a little more slyly. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not here to rewrite it. I'm just, yeah. but there is a line that the other, I guess the archaeologist, the dude that was like in all the horror movies, the Candyman and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's he kind of he has the yo-yo the whole time, and he's the only one that's kind of on his side most of the time. Uh-huh. He was like, he says like, he's like, I'm gonna go home and watch Star Trek for a dose of sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. What else was I gonna ask? Kind of reminds me of the Highlander, though. I haven't seen the Highlander. Do you know what it's about? I know it's like the there will there can only be one or something. It's basically thing. yeah. There's immortals, and the only way to kill them is to decapitate them, and they all have sword skills, <laughs> and like I guess. Eventually, they'll all, f- like, they can sense when each other's, when there's another immortal around, they can sense it. Okay. And they always duel. It's kind of like a territory thing, like, and if you kill an immortal, you gain his power and his strength, I guess. So oh, the older okay. they are, the more powerful they are, and eventually there's going to be one left, and, like, that's the whole premise. So it's... I, I, for some, like, one thing I think about art. I remember hearing Vince Gilligan when he talk about Breaking Bad, like if mm-hmm. one of the characters died, like it was, I think it was a pretty subtle thing, but like Walter White would like kind of take over some of their attributes. Like he killed, really? I never he killed thought some, about that. I don't even know if, I can't remember if it was intentional or if it was just like almost like a little joke or something 
So when they, they kill, uh, what's the scientist guy that they tried to get? Yeah, Breaking Bad spoilers, sorry. You know, uh, uh, Gale. Gale, when he killed Gale, and then he became obsessed with, like, the cleanliness of the lab and, like, that whole episode where he's trying to find the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I they had know, one, the or, one I could I'm trying of. to remember which. Gustav was, like, his last straw. He, like, became. <laughs> like, he made the sandwich for the guy in the, at the very beginning of the show. The in the basement. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like. The guy they, had tied up. Yeah, they. They, and they show Walter White, like, later, like, making a very perfect, like, sandwich where he's, like... I think, oh, he cut the, the the crust off or something. And then, like, later in the series, like, he's making a sandwich and he cuts off the crust. And it's supposed to be, like, a... Like, he, oh, like he's, he, he's he remembered that. that guy I don't know. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I, but I remember he- hearing... They, were, they would talk about... They're like, yeah, it's like he's like the Highlander, you know. There can be only one. Like Vince <laughs> Gilligan would say something like that. We're like, huh? Oh. Um. Oh, one thing I okay. Uh, one of the things I read, it was it, it might have been a comment on Amazon or something. Something somebody said, but it was like, it's basically a sci-fi movie without any special effects. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty interesting. That was yeah. Just an interesting thought, like. What you would call a hard sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't have a lick of special effects. It's all dialogue. Like, you, you, or you, I can't remember if you talked about it on when we were recording, but it was, you were like, if if it was more expensive, you know, like, they'd, ha- they'd maybe they'd show, like, cut it, like, like flashbacks to like these moments that he's describing kind of thing. Yeah. That I mean, but I feel like that would almost take away from like the whole time you're guessing. Yeah, it works if better he is, if he's saying what if he's really being truthful, you know. Right. So if they were flashing back you'd unless they had the flashbacks from the perspectives of all the other professors like they're imagining it or something, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um and or maybe they would like change the scenery around a little more than just somebody's cottage in the in Arizona or California or wherever it is. Do you think um okay <clears throat> there's like a kind of this is kind of a cult movie. Yeah. Do you think there's like a literal cult? <laughs> That believes in that there's an immortal. Like they kind of see this guy as like he's there. He they believe <laughs> that he is Jesus and he's like this character in this I story. Have, but they kind of like. I have read. I don't know if it was on Reddit, but. I mean, obviously, bullcrap stories of people like, saying I met an immortal and, he said he was over four thousand years old. Like I've read stuff like that online before. <laughs> I don't know if anyone actually believes it. I feel like it was more of a, you know, someone exercising their writing skills. Yeah. You know, but yeah, no. <laughs> I think people just and like the story. This is kind of a dumb question, but I'm trying to make conversation. Do you, what does the title, The Man from Earth, even mean? I mean, is it just pretty deep, man? I don't know. No, I, it I think basically it basically means he's. Well, I think he's. It's referring to like he is like the spirit of the earth, kind of. You know, like he talks about 
living naturally, eating naturally, and like watching mankind come and make mm-hmm. the same mistakes over and over. And it's almost like he is like the forest spirit, you know, like from an anime or something. Yeah. And the second movie, even though it's terrible, <laughs> it kind of alludes to that more. Like he's ob- the actor, they made it 10 years later. So, or 15 mm. or however long it's been. And he's, all, aged. he's obviously aged. So <laughs> the premise of it is like, he's actually starting to age and he's not sure Whoa. why. And he, I think they, they allude to, it's like, because we're treating the planet poorly and it's almost like he is the man of, he's, it's like he's, his life force is tied to earth or something. I don't wow. know. Wow. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> And why would you? <laughs> There's absolutely nothing about that in the person. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I don't... Okay. I think I don't have anything... I don't know if I have anything else to say about this movie. <laughs> you said that like you were about to say something profound. Like, I, like, I don't know if I have anything. This whole time I'm just like... Like, this is one of the questions I had was, uh, this movie is one hour and 27 minutes. Can we talk about it for that long? (laughs) I felt like I had about five minutes of, uh, material to, of discussion. Uh, That's why I was like, I wanted to know, like, where I was, uh, okay, I didn't know, like, what level of, I I didn't know if I was going to be like, I don't know if I liked it that much, and you were going to be like, but it's the best movie I've ever seen. I, th- I, mean, I thought it was going to really I've hurt hardly, your feeling. No, I've hardly... I don't care if people like what I like most of the time. But I've hardly ever met anyone that's even seen it. That's why I wanted to it do is this a rare movie. Because like, I've hardly... like it just be. I thought it would just be fun to talk about it for, with somebody. That's why I'm like, I'm going to put a podcast out about this movie that like no one's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm like, make sure you watch the movie first. <laughs> I mean, is, I'm like, no one's going to listen to this, I don't yeah. think. But, no, but someone will. It'll be funny. It's. I think if if this movie could have been a short story, uh-huh. it would have done really well. Like, in some sort of short story yeah, anthology. It, I th- that's what it's, it's... That's. I feel like that's how he wrote it. And then, like, he was just trying to connect with his son before he died. So, hmm. like, he decided i guess his son's a filmmaker or something it's almost like a movie that's it's more interesting to think about than just watch as as a movie it's not it's kind of like okay but the the ideas in it and then just like the whatever i don't know it's just it's an interesting movie yeah it's not like bad but it's It's i can see some people (laughs) saying it's like a bad movie but it has a lot of uh like like the thoughts are interesting. Like I wish he would have put it in the Twilight Zone. I feel like it would have been a classic episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a short story. But now instead it's this weird low budget movie that <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of has a following on the internet. Cuz I don't think it actually was big until after yeah, like a, f- a few years later when like people started spreading it around mm-hmm. online yeah that's what i read it was like a became kind of a had a following more out, uh afterwards so uh is there would you like to return the favor and make me watch something <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk about it another time <laughs> uh 
not to put I don't have anything on. I don't have anything at the moment. (laughs) Okay. But I did want. That's why I was gonna. At the end of this, I mean, we can talk however long. This might change the whole. Is there is there any new thing or anything you're? What are you into like now? Like what what have you been watching? Like TV shows or movies or listening to? It'll be like a kind of a mini tastemakers. (laughs) (laughs) Mini tastemakers. What's been a a tasty? What have you been enjoying recently? Gosh, it's hard to think of. I know I'm trying to switch. I'm kind of I, switching gears. Uh, what what did I watch recently? Oh yeah, I watched the uh, Netflix documentary uh, Bob Lazar and Flying Saucers. That one's really funny if you if you like uh, conspiracy theories. I that, don't know if, what is that. Bob Lazar is the guy who basically blew the whistle on Area Fifty One. Like he's the whole oh. reason anyone even knows what that is. Oh, wow! Because he worked, he worked in a facility that's part of Area Fifty One. Uh-huh. And I guess I think the story is he was afraid for his life for mm-hmm. some reason. I guess I don't, I don't. I think he started showing friends like he knew there were going to be some aerial tests or something. And so he started taking them out to see, like, the ships flying around. And, like, he got in trouble when he was afraid they were going to, like, kill him. So he, like, he contacted, like, a journalist and, like, got the story on the news as, like, Hmm. safety for him. Like, he's out in the open, so if they kill him, you know, everyone knows who did it, you know? Wow. So. Was that, like, in the 50s or? No, it was in the 80s. Oh. I think it happened, or actually, it happened, okay. he came out in like 89, so I guess it took, it was kind of 80s and 90s, but he says he's, he says he like worked on back engineering a flying saucer. Whoa, that's crazy. It's really weird, and like, I mean, I don't know if yeah, I, I believe don't... him, but like, there's, it's kind of crazy to hear what he has to say, and uh-huh. the weird thing is, like, he doesn't really have a reason to lie because it's kind of ruined his life. <laughs> Cause so like, he is still a living and everything. Oh yeah, he's he's like he's probably 50. Wow. It's not that old. Wow. Like he was in his 20s when like whenever he broke the story or whatever. But yeah, I watched that. That was really interesting. And he he was on I think he was on Joe Rogan or something recently. Huh. That's a lot of stuff I don't know much about. I mean, I know, I know Joe Rogan, but if you if you like conspiracy theories and stuff like that, it's very interesting. But it's not, I guess, another thing that's not for everyone. You know, <laughs> the the documentary is actually really stupid. I think the podcast that he was on was much better because <laughs> it was it was just a long form interview. He just talks about everything yeah. that happened. But the the documentary is like trying to be all cool and dark and like they got it sounds like uh what's that cowboy did you see uh um a star is born oh yeah you know his brother in that like um, the yeah, yeah. road manager guy uh-huh. that cowboy um, Sam or uh, Sam something Sam Elliott Sam Elliott so. I don't know if it is Sam Elliott, but they got someone that sounds like him to narrate the documentary. <laughs> so he was like, we're all in this wilderness <laughs> called the Earth. Just kind of moseying along like a cosmic tumbleweed. It's just like stuff like that, and it's really weird. 
and then it's intercut with like interviews with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the if you go to the actual like I, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Rogan. Yeah, had to be. Joe Rogan had him on, and he like just talks to him for an hour or two. That one was much easier to oh, swallow. Okay. It sounds like a similar, like at least uh, the. I watched the, on Netflix that there's one about like a guy who, he was on The Price Is Right. Yeah, I saw I saw that advertisement. It was a similar it, like he kind of thing gamed where, the system or whatever. Yeah, it was a similar thing where it was mainly just him talking, and it had a few other people, but it wasn't like a. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it, that was pretty interesting. It was. So that I think I, I recently really got into Silicon Valley. Yeah, I like that show yeah. a lot. I like that show. I caught up with it, so I'm not sure if it's currently on or if they're about um, to come out with the next season. I think it's season believe, seven, maybe. Yeah, I believe they're doing one more season, and it's like the final season. I don't know when it. I'm, Are you caught up with it? Yeah. I. It was weird that. It's been a while since I've watched it. But. I guess. I guess because T.J. Miller was on Deadpool or something, he wasn't in the last season. He uh, that was actually a big was thing. It like because he, he had some sort of like he kind of had a falling out with like the creators of, with oh, uh, really? Alec Berg was is one of the guys and he. I didn't know that. I think it sounded like behind the there's like a um. I remember whenever I can't remember. I think he was fired actually, from the show, and then it was like the next morning they had this thing with like he did this like phone interview with the hollywood reporter and he was, he was just like saying all kinds of trash like about all the people he was working with and jeez well it's weird that they kept his character alive yeah because like uh sorry spoilers but this is spoilers <laughs> like five seasons in so you'll probably forget what we're talking about before you even get to this point but <laughs> yeah like he goes to Tibet or whatever to find mm-hmm. that. I guess he's supposed to be Steve Jobs of the show. Yeah, and then, oh yeah, like, yeah. He stays there and that guy comes back, but mm-hmm. they instead of like killing him off, they just like leave it open to where like he's probably still there, but yeah. he's not coming back. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was weird because I kept expecting him to show up. Because yeah. I didn't know that That's he had funny, a falling like, out. I'm trying to remember. I think I heard that he was. He was kind of being written out of it. I think I heard it before I saw it. I don't remember. Probably. I, f- I mean, I feel like the show was just as good without him, which yeah, is weird because I really liked his yeah, character. Yeah, he was really... I think he was a really <laughs> funny part. He was kind of like a... Um, uh, it was kind of like there was the show, and then he was kind of always like kind of off in his own corner, like doing his crazy thing. And it was kind yeah. of like an entertaining like side story type thing. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of different. Did you watch... Uh, Barry, if you have HBO, that Bill Hader. I just got the HBO because it's like oh, okay. my my sister in law's letting her letting us use yeah. her uh, Prime, and it has HBO. Oh, on okay. It, so. But no, I haven't watched that yet. That's a cool show. It's it's Bill Hader created it with Alec Berg, who's like the guy that created uh-huh. Silicon Valley with. Oh, cool. Uh, Mike Judge. So yeah, so like, it's pretty fun. Funny. Yeah, it's it's funny. I love... And it's really dark. It's really like it's kinda like you're you'll watch it, you'll be like, Whoa, like <laughs> this is like more this is like I, I heavy kind of that's kinda my style. Anyway. I think you'd like it. Cause I like I really like Mike Judge. Yeah. He's one of my favorite yeah. writers. Yeah, he's he's really good. Idiocracy is like 
I mean, the, all his, all his stuff. Did you ever see uh, Extract? Yes. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Uh. Yeah, that I saw it one time. I don't. It's kind of like these. It's almost like a sequel to Office Space, but it's like from the perspective of a manager or like a business owner rather than. I think like that the, was one where I, did, I was like, "What? I don't understand." Why, like, I think a lot of his movies, it's like, they're like a concept, and I was, yeah. I couldn't figure out like what was, I was like, what is happening here? I don't understand. I didn't. Office space is like, you know, all the people above me are terrible and idiots and they don't know how to run a business. And then like extract is like all my employees are idiots and they don't know how to do their jobs. Like, yeah, (laughs) from the other side. Have you watched King of the Hill any recently? Dude, I I need to because just because I always hear about how good it is. But I I watched like the first season when it was on TV. So it's been a long time. But yeah, that's a... everyone always tells it's the same thing with uh, Futurama. I never watched. Oh gosh, that. Futurama, man! But that's yeah, so exactly. Good. That's what everyone says. <laughs> Everyone's like, Futurama is so good, and I just, I, I kind, I think the thing is, I got so burned out on The Simpsons yeah. that it kind of killed like satirical, like mm-hmm. cartoon TV shows for me for a while. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd do South Park because that was just such a different thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I never, after, I think Simpsons became uncool for me when my parents started watching it. Because <laughs> I, I, I watched it when I was a kid, and it was kind of like, my parents would allow it, but they didn't like the fact that I watched it. Like, they didn't love that show, mm-hmm. but they would kind of keep an eye on it just to make sure, you know. I remember but that show they, coming out. They started watching it and laughing at it, and I was like, "Okay, this is done for me, I guess." <laughs> the magic is gone. <laughs> That's when I remember, like, uh, when I was like, it, I think it started when I was like in third, third grade or fourth yeah. grade, like '89, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember watching it like the first episode, the Christmas episode, Chris or I can't remember, something roasting on an open fire. But anyway. Uh huh. It, it, but it was real controversial back then, and uh, I I remember having it like I had my little like thirteen inch TV like in my room, yeah. And I'd like <laughs> sit and like I'd have it on like Fox, and like I could look out the door like Make and sure. I have it, like real low, you know. And I'm like, and they come up, change it over, and it's in Bart's just like, don't have a cow. He's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he's got such an attitude. And he's a cartoon. <laughs> he's he can't be negative if you're a cartoon. Up. <laughs> yeah there was that and then like beavis and butthead like my i had two older brothers and they would watch it oh, that and makes sense. so i would kind of watch it off in the distance while they, you know i didn't quite get it that's a show like i've been wanting to because i kind of went into a mike judge like yeah rabbit hole for a few weeks there and i i was getting back into king of the hill and i was like i really i kind of want to just get like the complete Beavis and Butthead DVDs or something, and just I, I wonder if it holds up, you know? Because yeah, I don't. It is it is really like dumb humor, like yeah, like you know how South Park started kind of dumb, yeah, and then it got smarter. I kind of grew up with its audience. I kind of I kept wondering, like with Beavis and Butthead, I was like, there was something to it, like it there was it it was like it was dumb, but it was like. I feel like there was 
there's something about it. Like I, I remember just being really curious about it. It was like a little like the world. bad boy version of Wayne's World, like <laughs> which that holds up. The first one does. I, I need to rewatch that. that. I watched that with Ron and James. Like, I guess it was probably six months ago, and like that, that one's still funny. Like, it's really funny. <laughs> but speaking of like, what was that show you said, Bill Hader? Barry. Barry. Yeah. It's just called Barry. Mm-hmm. Like, is that his name? Yeah. Um. Did you watch? Do you watch documentary? Oh yeah. Was documentary it? now. Yeah. Documentary yeah. now. Yeah. That one's. Really that good. show is awesome. <laughs> That that's a show that uh, um, some episodes are like really really funny, mm-hmm. and some episodes it's like I don't, I don't know it's not yeah. as funny it's like but it's, they're so committed to like they kind the of, bit it's you're yeah. almost like they'll almost wow, get I'm still impressed to an actual documentary level and then they'll yeah. back it off it's weird <laughs> yeah I I found out that Seth Meyers is mm-hmm. involved with that I yeah. didn't know that like typically I don't like. I'm not a fan of that guy. I mean, yeah. he's fine, but like, I yeah. didn't. That made me appreciate him a little more. <laughs> he's a good writer. I didn't know he wrote still. You know. Yeah. That's cool. I've been. Sure. I found that out on uh, Hot Ones. He was on Hot Ones. Have you seen Seth that? Seth Meyers. Yeah, it's what that show. Hot? It's that, that YouTube series where they'll have like celebrities eat really hot wings and they'll interview them. <laughs> it's actually pretty good for the most part but like every once in a while they'll just have a such a big celebrity that they can't really it's like they can't break that wall of interesting like safety Uh but most of the time like if it's like kind of a mid-tier celebrity they're they can just they just get away with these weird questions because they have to be so honest because they're concentrating on not shitting their pants (laughs) Because the wings are so hot. <laughs> That's the, what I need to. I need to start bringing hot wings to these things. <laughs> yeah, it just or something the like. Um, what was I gonna say? This this feels like a, a kind of a um, like something I've been watching a lot recently. It it almost feels like an obvious type show, but I saw they had like the complete series of community like the blu-ray mm-hmm. out and i was like they finally came out with the blu-ray of that show did they not i didn't know it happened. came out like in november wow yeah i saw it at like best buy and i was like Whoa. should have been off the year for like off the air for like seven years now right yeah like, uh, to- uh, I can't it took remember. them a while yeah it was weird timing but i was i don't know i found like a good price and i like ended up buying it and then I, i've been re-watching that. it yeah and yeah, it reminded me of because we used to all watch it. That's kind of around where we met. Matt was watching mm-hmm. that, and I was like, I need to get BJ to come back on the podcast to do like a just a community <laughs> episode where we just like gush about that show because it's like. Didn't you say you accidentally deleted his episode or something? I did, but oh, uh, it's online. I I just I actually this week when I, I put the podcast back up, so like all the episodes are back up, and I went as like a bonus. I added the first ten episodes that I did like in. 2013 yeah and i think i did one like a year the 10th with the 10th episode was like a, a year later i think but but bj's episode is back oh, cool. in the feed for this i podcast. didn't i didn't know you'd been doing that for what is that seven eight years now? well i 
Did you kind of do it for a while? I did stopped? it for like 10 episodes and then I didn't do it again until like last November or December. And then I, what happened was... And then you took another I had a, break. <laughs> what happened was I had a, because I had it just on SoundCloud. Yeah. And um, I had a friend who was like wanting to start a podcast and he was like asking me like, how do you get your podcast in iTunes? I was like, I don't know. And so I was like researching it for to tell him. Uh-huh. And then I realized I was like, I kind of tried it out on mine just to see how easy it, or how difficult it was. And I was like, oh, this is actually really easy. I didn't think they'd yeah. accept my podcast for some reason. <laughs> and then they put it up. And I, that, that was when I was like, oh, I, I want to do more of this. And then, so I started, Dude, that was it? like. That's cool. Was the there a moment where you rubbed your hands together and you're like, we're back in business, baby. <laughs> we're back. Everybody's been asking. <laughs> Gotta give the fans what they want. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, I don't. I, I remember when I around that time. Um, I was like. I wanted to. I wanted to. I think I had money from from music I so, had sold, and mm-hmm. it was like just enough to pay for like a year of SoundCloud. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do this for for the podcast and then everything, and then uh, so my goal for like that year was like I want to make fifty episodes. I want to get to episode fifty and. I didn't get that far. I think I got to like <laughs> thirty-two or something. Well, it's close. <clears throat> I've been I mean, trying to add. I think this is thirty-seven. Oh really? Because I just the other day I was, I've been wanting to. Uh, uh, I was I, I was like I have all this music and I could just like put it out. Because yeah, you're like, right. Like a, a lot of people don't like, listen to my music on just to be honest like. Even if it's like free to listen to on the internet, like. Hey, but I've been in a so like, band for five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't listen to mine either. <laughs> this is actually like yesterday. I was like, because I, I had this idea of like, why don't I just get an album and I'll just put put it all in one, yeah, podcast and just put it out like it's like a mixtape kind of thing. I actually. So when, I did that yesterday. I put out an album. When I, dude, as a get, podcast, episode thirty six. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to that. <laughs> I, uh, whenever I lived in Oklahoma, I actually got really into, uh, Reason, Propellerhead Reason, mm-hmm. and, like, I had my own, like, little MIDI keyboard, and I kind of made myself a, a very crappy studio in my room. Like, I didn't have very good mics at all, but, like, I recorded probably, like, three solid songs and, like, probably like five more instrumental ones and I, I I've like always been meaning to like just put out like a really lo-fi album version yeah it's just hard to like find the right like I would need to master it or something because it's just my music is not like I mix it and master it myself and it's not really done very well like that's the I think that's something I'm kind of like yeah, that's the hardest. I wish it sounded better. I wish it. I think there. I think the mix is pretty good, but it's not. It never feels like it's loud enough. Like I can't figure out how yeah. to get it to sound right. It sounds I've, decent if you I like know crank it up all the way. A little bit about the theory of that, like why that happens. I just don't know how how to do it myself. You know, because it's, it's, t- it's tough. It's, it's something about the you have to balance the overall sound to fit in your vocals with music. So yeah. it doesn't dip and it doesn't peak. That was yeah. That was the thing I did. And it's like I, very specific. I thought a lot about, but each 
album I make, I think a lot about that. But this last one, I was like really trying to go deep into that to try to figure it out. Cause it was like, I think I, I think I found something where it was like, you know, you do get the drums how you like them, then add the bass and then you kind of build it. And I think the vocals was like, I think it was the last thing, even though it's kind of the yeah. key part of the song usually, but you do scratch vocals kind of, and then re-record actual, like whenever yeah, we've sometime. recorded as a band, like, we always do it all together in one room with mm-hmm. everything mic'd separately. And we'll do like sing along so we know where we're at in the song. Yeah. And then re record the actual vocals. Make it sound better, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I do the. That thing I did last year, The Plight of the Franken Tweens, is that's the name of the album? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. It's kind of called that because it, the songs are all like. Frankenstein together kind of, the way I recorded it mm-hmm. is I had this like little drum machine but I couldn't I'd like record I'd find a drum beat for like the verse and I'd like record that part and then I'd find another drum beat for the chorus and I'd like switch it because I wanted to I wanted the drum to like change instead it would just like instead of just being like yeah and I kept the whole time I kept thinking I was like it'd be easier just to get a drummer like a human person that could do this like, well, like it'd probably the, sound a lot better i like the ingenuity of that kind of stuff like um it, it's one you, of the, yeah did you ever listen to daniel johnston uh-huh. stuff yeah yeah like i mean he didn't really use drum machines but like he would just beat on a mm-hmm. on a case or something and it yeah. just it sounded really good still like i like the lo-fi kind of yeah i it, it's one of those things where it's like as a when i'm thinking of it as like a producer it's fun to like record that and try to make it work kind of thing Mm -hmm. but i'm like at the same time i'm like people are going to listen to this and like it's not they're going to like it's going to be too robotic like i know some people (laughs) are going to be like it's just not real like it's not like they're not going to be able to go with it kind of thing but it's fun as like a oh i did it all by myself yeah (laughs) kind of thing it's it's impressive it took a lot of it was a lot of work but it's one of like i was listening to some of it today when i was like driving around and i was like I was like, I, I like it, and I'm really proud of it, but there, I do feel like there's, I don't know, it, I, I don't know. There, there's a point, I feel like, what you might have this, like, where you're listening to your own music, where you're just like, um, I'm tired of hearing my own <laughs> voice, like, I'm hurt, tired yeah, of hearing, I've like, that before. Yeah. like, I'm sitting here, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I, uh, I recorded all the drum parts on mine on on reason is literally me mm-hmm. tapping a, a key mm-hmm. on a midi controller yeah and i showed it like early on this was probably like 2006 <laughs> this is how long ago that's this happened but like i sent one of the tracks to one of my friends and he was like all your drum parts kind of sound the same i was like that's because i'm not a freaking drummer <laughs> Like I'm literally beating this out on a on a keyboard that sounded wrong. I'm literally tapping this out on, like, and I didn't even. It actually made me appreciate drummers more. Yeah. I don't really seriously like it's insane. Uh, yeah. Three rhythms happening at once. It's. I don't know how they they do it, and I wish I. I want to. I don't really want to be like a one man band, but it's more like I just. I just want to make an album. I don't want to have to ask people to like, can you come do this? I'll be like, I'll figure something out. <laughs> well, that's what, uh, 
David Grohl did when he started Foo Fighters. It was originally just him. Yeah. Just doing every part. Then he made a band, I guess. I remember hearing about that. But he's a good it's a drummer. a good album, he's too. He's a pretty good drummer. Is that the color and the shape? I don't know. Uh, that is... Whatever one has the little laser gun on the cover, I think. Yeah. You might be right. I don't... I don't remember. It's been a long time. They're a band I... I mean, I know the Foo Fighters, of course, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever even had one of their albums. I do like them, but I don't... I like the first couple of albums. I don't really care for their stuff the past 10 years. <laughs> they had an like HBO thing that was interesting. Ballads. But, no, they, yeah, they're really... He's an interesting guy. Like, yeah. started Nirvana. Yeah, I'm definitely a Nirvana fan. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to the... Uh, I think they've released it. It's probably 10 years ago now, like the unreleased, there's like two unreleased tracks or something. Uh, you Know You're Right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, they had some, like, demos kind of stuff, like, <laughs> Do, Re, Mi, and, I don't, I can't remember all of them. Do you, uh, do you watch Nardwar interviews? Uh, I don't know. I guess not. You would really, I think you would really enjoy it. Nardwar? Yeah, his name's Nardwar. N-A-R-D-U-A-R. He's hmm. up in Canada. And, like, he interviews mostly musicians. But every once in a while, just, like, a celebrity. But, like, he goes... And he kind of has a caricature that he does where he's just really enthusiastic. And he's like, Hi, I'm going to ask you these questions! It's almost like a Saturday morning cartoon character. But he asks these really in-depth questions and like half the time they don't know how he found this stuff out like how did you know that like and like he's like you know you're michael jackson we gotta know like he never (laughs) reveals anything there's sometimes he'll like he'll interview a rapper and like he'll he'll say something and they'll get kind of freaked out like and they'll make that face like does he know this illegal shit i did like there was one recently that is this like a youtube yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. James and Ronnie showed me one where he interviewed this rapper. I think his little Uzi Vert. I think that's his name. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> little Uzi, and like he gets he gets so weirded out. He's I think he's high too at the time, but like he kind of gets weirded out and like he runs away from the <laughs> interview, <laughs> and Nardwar chases him down. But like the best part is. At the end of every interview, he gives them gifts, too. Like, he'll be like, I heard you like this band. Like, and they'll be like, I've listened to this in middle school, and I've told, like, three friends, how do you know this? And, like, he'll hand them, like, an album of it, you know, or a vinyl (laughs) or a magazine or something. And then at the end, he always goes, uh, keep on rocking in the free world. (laughs) Do, 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 do. And, like, he'll put the mic up to their face and have them say, do, do. And if they don't do it right, he'll say, almost, do 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 <laughs> And then, like, when they do it, he freezes in place. And, <laughs> do they like this guy, or are they kind of just like, well, oh my he's, gosh, he's, get me out of here? He's both, because he's become famous. Because, yeah. like, he's just known for, like, asking really interesting questions and finding out all this stuff. But, like, at the end of the interview, he always freezes in place, and, like, it always turns into this weird, awkward, like, do I leave now? Did you... Okay, was Dave Grohl on this, or... I'm sure he has been at Or is that what you were getting at? I don't remember how I got on that, but...
But okay, I was just thinking of things that I've been watching, and that's one of them. Nardwar. How do you spell it? N a r d u a r. Oh okay. Yeah, Narduar. <laughs> the European W, Narduar. Um. That's all. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. I want to do a lot. I want to do other episodes like this where I sit down with one of the tastemaker guys, uh, and you know, we talk about different stuff. I think those are kind of I, I, that. That was one, I, I like doing those episodes, but the, since there's four of us, mm-hmm. we always have to rush through the topics. Yeah. Not that we could always talk for a long time about each thing, but I mean, we could even like, do. It might be interesting to just not have a specific topic and just talk about whatever we talk about but yeah because we always have interesting i mean i saw you in Mm -hmm. that cafe and we talked for an hour about nothing pretty much that was like when i was (laughs) i remember um i can't remember if my podcast was happening then but i remember i was thinking about yeah making a podcast doing it i think okay because i remember we were talking talking and i was like man cole's easy to talk to and i think we'd yeah, we talked about doing some. I don't know. I, we were talking. We were talking about TV shows that we liked. I remember that, and then we were talking about maybe doing a podcast about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I feel like if I then if I, I got married and I got really busy and yeah, I was like, <laughs> come on, dude. life happened. Yeah, what about our podcast about TV shows? <laughs> what about Didn't our you podcast? want to talk about Power Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on this. Do you want to talk about your about marriage? About marriage? No, not particularly. <laughs> I mean, I like my marriage, but I don't. I don't think anyone wants to hear about it. <laughs> People are probably like, "Oh, wait, they're about to talk about something interesting." <laughs> they're about to talk about real life. No, we. What's your uh, wife's just, favorite show? <laughs> just, just house stuff. We. I, that's what I've been yeah, doing. Yeah. Her favorite show is Gilmore Girls. She, yeah. Okay. She also likes. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, it's she made loves by that. the same mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it's uh, oh, God, Amy what's Sherman, her name? Paladino. Or... Is that it? I think some, something like I that. I feel like it was somebody else. I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. But it's the same lady who writes um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Shonda Rhimes? Shonda Rhimes. She does Gilmore Girls? Mm hmm. And uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, I don't. Am am I wrong? I don't. I think it's the Paladino people. Let's 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 figure this out because I need to know. I need to know the correct thing. Could have sworn it was. I've seen the first season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, and I've been I've meant to watch Gilmore Girls because I know a lot of people really like it, but I haven't got around to it. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I mean, I'm. I think her name's Amy Sherman Paladino. Because she won, like, the Emmy. Yeah, Eamon. Where did I get Shonda Rhimes? I guess... Well, she does watch Grey's Anatomy, so... I think that's where... I'll see if... Maybe she's a producer on Gilmore Girls? (laughs) I think I I I honestly just got it mixed up. (laughs) But, yeah, she likes both of those. Um, And then the... uh, We... Burned through Superstore 
pretty recently. That's a show I never have watched, but I'm always like, I wish I had Hulu. Or I, if I had Hulu or something, I would watch that because I. It's like you a have one I just Spotify, missed. Spotify, right? Yeah. If you have Spotify, you have Hulu. What? Yeah, I didn't know that either, but apparently that's a thing. So are you serious? Yeah. I don't have a subscription to Spotify. Oh, you don't? If you if you're subscribed to like yeah, if Spotify. you pay for a Spotify subscription, I think you it comes with a Hulu. Account. Whoa, that like, is or like it might be like a dollar more or something, but yeah, you basically have Hulu. Wow, Th- that was worth this whole conversation to get to. <laughs> <laughs> All this torture has led us here. No, it's uh, a good show. It's kind of like a mix between The Office mm-hmm. and. Like, New Girl, if you've ever seen that yeah, show. Yeah, I've seen every episode of yeah. both of those shows. So it's like, it's kind of like those two shows married together. Because Office has kind of like that workplace. workplace humor, but like New Girl's kind of, a, what do you, what would you call it? More of like a rom-com type sh- yeah, show, like it's, hangout. It's like both of those mixed together. There's even like some of the same character tropes, like there's a Dwight type character. Mm-hmm. And you know, and uh, um, what's it? What's the one? What's the character? Uh, the big guy in the office that talks Kevin. really slow. Yeah, there's a kind of Kevin kind of character, but it's like a girl, and she's pretty, but she's just really dumb. <laughs> you gotta have the dumb character. You gotta. Have the but dumb you know, character. there's the it's it's centered around these two people who like each other, but. They won't admit it, and, mm. you know, everyone wants them to be together, and it's just like, will they, won't they? But, yeah, that's, it's really that's funny. That's still going is, on. And the, the manager's just like a lovable doof, basically. Okay. But, but, yeah, it's still going on. I think the newest seasons just came out or something. I think or I would... it's on now. I would always... Because I, I watched, like, The Good Place, and mm-hmm. I think it was always on after it, so I'd, like, record, yeah. and it would be, like, the last... The, uh-huh. the last bit of it, I'd be, I'm always like, I keep meaning to rewatch or get to that show, but I haven't. Well, it's got, got that guy that used to be in Kids in the Hall, and uh, he was on SNL for a while. Um, I can't remember the name. Yeah, Kevin something. Yeah. McDonald, is that right? That sounds no. Are you thinking of Norm McDonald? Maybe. I don't know. Now we have to. Here look we go. This. Here we go again. Superstore. Anyways. Google. He plays. I'm about to have my laptop here. He's really funny. It's it's almost like you can't have a podcast unless you have your laptop open somewhere. Uh, is it any of these people? Why don't you just go to the IMDb page? You can look at their faces. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It's like the Wikipedia of TV shows and movies. <laughs> I, know, I know what IMDb is. I just forget. I don't go there very often. Oh, well, I like the idea of someone listening to this. And they're like, <laughs> I hope they found Superstore on IMDb. It's that guy. Oh, okay. Um, it probably says the cast. Okay. He plays Glenn, so wherever that name is. Oh, Mark, Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney. I think you were close. I said McDonald. You said McDonald. It was an MC name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, I'm trying to think. I don't have... I mean, we can keep talking if you want to. I'm not... I don't... Uh, um, I need to cut all these ums out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like stuff. I want to do... I might... Because uh, I have like a text group thing with uh, Cole and then Ron and James and we talked about mainly I, I like the idea of going and seeing like a new movie and then trying to record a podcast like immediately after going to see it and like trying to see it like as early as we can uh-huh. and then uh, so I can put the ap- episode out when people are actually thinking about the movie I do it for I uh, want Spider-Man but I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be in yeah. Nashville you're going to be in Nashville? Yeah. What are you doing there? Just taking a little trip with my cousins and my wife. Mm. And uh, uh, my cousin's husband was like, we're going to see Spider-Man while we're there. I was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so, He's a big comic book fan too. So, I've been wanting to go back up there. You lived there for a while, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I got a bunch of friends up there that I haven't seen in like... 10 years or <laughs> Well, it's like, I think you can drive there in yeah, it's not 16 that far. hours. I was up in like Little Rock, mm-hmm. up in Arkansas, Arkansas. Uh, a couple weeks ago. Little Rock's a and cool I was, town. I wanted to go, I was like, I should just drive up there, but I, I was in the middle of like a move, like working with yeah family moving stuff, and there wasn't really any time to get away, but Nashville's cool. I've, I I've liked it. Driven through it once, but I've never actually like taken the time to like do anything there. Make sure y'all go to like East Nashville. There's a lot of neat stuff over there. Like what? Um, Cuz we're open for suggestions. Uh we're going to some caves, I think. Like 30 minutes out of Nashville. Hmm. Or, I feel like I should know that, but I don't know what that is. I remember what they're called. And then we were talking about going to some sort of We talked about Dollywood. But then again, uh-huh. that's really expensive, so... Yeah. We talked about some sort of theme park, but I don't remember. Doing a bunch oh. of other stuff. Uh, I'm thinking of the Grand Ole Opry. The Grand Ole Opry is really that. cool. Yeah. And that's downtown. It's like... Uh-huh. I, I used to... Like the last couple... Of, two or... Last two or three years I lived down there, I, I rode the bus. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to go... Like if I went anywhere, the the hub of if you went, you had to go downtown and then go to get another bus to go somewhere else, and the the bus station was like very close to the Grand Ole Opry kind of. I mean, yeah. it was like I'd I'd go to work and then I'd go downtown. Like I worked at Applebee's and I'd wait tables and ride mm-hmm. downtown and just hang out like at a coffee shop or something, and then catch the bus. And it was always it was always I was. Cause I'd look over and I'd be like, "Oh, that's the Grand Ole Opry," and I'm just like standing at the bus stop, like it was like my daily commute kind of thing. <laughs> it was always kind of cool. And I remember, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'd see people I knew and be like, "Who's playing tonight?" <laughs> just gassing with Cause, the because uh, you never locals. know. It'd be like, well, I'd see somebody I knew from somewhere, and they'd be going to see a show. Did you? Did you find it to be overly country there, like country music, or is it just kind of a good? Uh, not really. Like, I thought it was going to be that way. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot of country, and it's a lot of it is like, there's really, 
it kind of matters what circles you're in and what what area you're in but there's like anywhere it's kind of just a music in general place like there's a lot of indie music and uh there is i think a lot of it is like it there's a lot of more people who are more like savvy about the business side of it so like i don't know it was for me it was kind of break a band there because it's just like yeah that was the thing like you'd go play a show somewhere and like everybody watching was would be kind of like standing there with their arms crossed kind of thing like <laughs> and it, it, you don't, I don't know you're not as cool as you think you are kind of it could kind of like uh make you not very confident even if you're even if you're decent like but at the same time it was cool to be around a lot of for me when i went there i kind of i'd been writing songs but I hadn't really been sharing them very very mm-hmm. much and it was it was neat to kind of be suddenly surrounded by people at like all different levels yeah um, of success with music like you'd you'd pass some dude who's like homeless because he moved there in like the 70s and he never made it and then you then you see some guy who's like got a the number one country song or whatever it's like <laughs> it's kind of like a small yeah. town in a way and if you don't know somebody you probably know somebody who knows them or it's there's, there's a lot of um i don't know it's it's funny to me like how how much it was, uh, you I don't you kind of get to where you'd see you'd see somebody and maybe you you knew them like you were a fan of their music and then but they're usually like out of town on tour or something like that, or they'd be like man we gotta hang out and you're like yeah let's do it and they're like well I'm gonna be out of town for the next four months <laughs> like, okay, okay well I'm moving I'm moving away <laughs> so, so. It, was, it was cool to like kind of for me it was neat to see a lot of people who were making music as like and they were really pursuing that as their job because it was kind of a that's not a thing i grew up really seeing yeah and it still feels pretty unrealistic especially living back in texas where it's kind of like yeah you know if you're you're like you know like if if you're in a band or something it's more like a hobby it's like a a weekend kind of thing or yeah you you have to like move to austin or mm -hmm. nashville or something to make it work because like i mean Talk about your band, because I don't know a lot about your we band. We just recorded um, <clears throat> four songs. We we actually went to Austin and recorded. Oh, cool. We, uh, we knew a guy down there that had recorded a lot of our friends' bands, and they mm-hmm. sounded really good. So he has, like, his name's Taylor, and he, like, uh, he owns a studio out in the middle of the hill country. Hmm. I think it was called Dripping Springs was where it was at. It was really cool. He had his like his house, and then like in the driveway, there's another building that's just his studio. Mm-hmm. And we recorded over Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What's the name of your band? Oh, it's uh, uh for all the uh, music geeks out there. It's called Picnic Lightning. Picnic Lightning. Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Picnic Lighting. That's not us. <laughs> we get that do you get is that something you say from the stage a lot <laughs> no, we're not we actually picnic lighting we've we've gotten that mistake though a few times picnic lighting <laughs> sounds romantic well no. we're we just you know we were playing some music together one day and we realized like we we're all really into picnic lighting so we thought <laughs> let's name the band after that <laughs> it's i think it actually comes from a poem um oh that sounds more like a band thing yeah the name comes from poems really angsty 
Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> Woo Flytrap. <laughs> Is that a good name? Now I'm wondering if Fly that's Flytrap? I actually like that. It might be a... It's a collection of poetry by Billy Collins. Oh, okay. It's, it's a book called Picnic Lightning. You don't know that, like, off the top of your head? I did at one point, but it's when we first started, but then I just stopped caring. Is the band, like, uh, it's four? So, so the quote is, my very photogenic mother died in a freak accident, and then it just says, has a parentheses, picnic, comma, lightning, mm. <laughs> when I was three. <laughs> so that's where the name comes from. We actually used to be picnic, comma, lightning, but when it goes on like a sign or a marquee, it looks like it's two separate bands. Because oh, all the yeah, other yeah. bands are separated by commas. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like, we got picnic playing and we got lightning right after. <laughs> <laughs> so we dropped the comma. <laughs> it's kind of, what kind of music would, how would you describe the music? I mean, it's like rock, sort of. I, I've heard people say it's kind of Black Keys-ish in that vein. I don't think we sound like them. Kind of like the the Beck kind of sent like I feel like it's that dynamic, just kind of ballsy rock. And it's got some southern tangs to it. Is you, it four of you or there's four of us, there was five of us. First there was four, and then we got another guitarist for a little while, and then um he moved on. And I think he's doing solo stuff still. And so we're four-piece again. We talked about adding keys, but... Is it, isn't one of your brothers in the band or something? No, I actually, I was in a band with my brother. Oh, okay. At the same time I started this band, but I dropped oh. out of that because I, we weren't practicing that often. And I wanted to devote more time to this band, so... Maybe I'm thinking of a totally different band then. It's possible. What was that that band called? Uh, my brother's band's called The Robot Bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> and that that name comes from absolutely couldn't find any other name that wasn't already taken. <laughs> They're actually pretty good though. It's kind of more of a Foo Fighters like Oh, okay. Like, I don't know, well, it kind of was at first. I think it's gotten a little heavier, but... You play guitar yes. in the band? Yeah. Does there... Who writes the songs? Y'all write... We all write them. Y'all kind of write them together? Usually our singer will write all the lyrics. Every once in a while I'll, like, chime in a lyric or two. But he'll come in, he'll usually have... A guitar part or maybe I'll have a guitar part and we'll just kind of jam on it and let's build a song around it and then I've never written a song that way write the lyrics I've always so. thought that sounded like an interesting way to, or R I've heard of like you two like writing music like that where they just like, like with a group. jam out for like three hours or however long or like then they like find like one groove and like with or without you, with or without you, and that's like that's how the song kind of comes. It's it's weird how lyrics work that way too. Like, there's one song we just recorded called Six Feet Under," and I literally came up with the guitar part, 
and it's kind of did you ever see um scott pilgrim versus the world uh-huh it's it was kind of inspired by that soundtrack yeah just the really heavy bass like line licks that. yeah beck Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did like the really like earworm bass, fuzz bass. Mm-hmm. So I was playing on like the low E and I just came up with this part that was kind of like, it was like something you'd hear on that soundtrack. Yeah. And I started playing it and the drums started playing along. And I there was a poster on the wall that had like a, it had like a grave. It was like an illustration we like collect a lot of like band posters in our practice space. I had like a had like a grave dug, and I I just said like I, f- I think I'm six feet under, like as I was playing, and then the 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 other singer came up with the line, and then like I would just look at things around the room and like sing about it. There's one line. It's like I have lightning in my pockets, because like I saw. <laughs> There's a picture of a hand with a lightning bolt on it. So I was picturing my hands in my pockets. <laughs> it's just, that turned into and a song. Like, yeah. They're like, they don't know how you're getting these ideas. They're like, man, Cole's like That's genius. Deep. That's deep lightning in his pockets. He's got nervous leg syndrome. <laughs> That'd be awful. <laughs> but yeah. Where do you guys practice? Huh? I know now. We're, I don't know why we're talking about any of this stuff now. We're just wondering. <laughs> An hour three. You said you have your practice space. We practice in a space. I think it's called Avalon or something. It's Is in it? Arlington. Oh, they have like practice spaces. Yeah, you just rent it out. There's a couple of places around the Metroplex that like it's literally like just an empty room that you can rent out for practice. It's usually very loud. You it's usually, usually other do it bands on, playing too. On Thursdays is when you usually do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we we didn't end up doing it this week. So I'm here now. People are gonna be like, "Let's go to their practice." <laughs> Maybe that's too much information. You can edit it out if you want. Do you want me to? I don't care. <laughs> They're not gonna find what room I'm in, or or care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything. I like we're kind of just talking about whatever now. I'm just shooting the okay. breeze. Is that weird? What? I'm just talking about whatever. No, I'm I'm glad. I don't know. It's kind of like. I I never know what people want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm starting <laughs> crying. Like, I'm trying to think of a way to keep this interesting. Like, then I started crying. I think it's hour just, four, one, an hour and 41 minutes in. I think it's just more about what you like talking about. I mean, yeah. on the podcasts I like, I just it's usually just people talking about interesting things. What podcast? You can tell you if they to? don't care, huh? What podcast do you, do you listen to? Sometimes I listen to Joe Rogan. Sometimes he rubs me the wrong way, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to. Uh, me, uh, I listen to my brother, my brother and me a lot. Mm-hmm. Those are the two main ones. <laughs> I've listened to. Um, yeah, NP- listened to what's that those. one on NPR? Uh, All songs considered or no, fresh air. Radio Lab. I listen to Radio. Oh yeah, Lab. Radio Labs are good. Yeah, I haven't listened to that in a long time, but I like that one. They kind of slowed down. Like they'll release maybe one a month now. That's but. one where like, 
I mean, they put like a lot of yeah. work into each episode, like yeah. editing and all the stuff they put into it. That's like one that you're like, oh my gosh. They vet out those stories for like a year before they even go on the air. And that's actually kind of how this episode came about. <laughs> We've been planning that, planning this for three years, I think. This is actually cobbled together from like three years of conversations. You can't hear the edits because I'm, you know... I'm good. I don't want to be <laughs> full of myself. I don't want to sound too conceited, but I'm I'm just really good at editing. He's these. really good at editing. This was originally 10 hours, and now it's only going to be like two hours. This was actually me from different conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my taste. There's something Nikki. funny to me about like just not... Hitting, hitting stop like just keep what happens if you just keep going i'm kind of, part of me is curious and part of me is like let him go home what let would, him go visit what would happen if we talked about the movie all over again <laughs> <laughs> no um i'm gonna i think in the show notes the show notes the yeah. thing, is that what this is called yeah show uh, notes. calling it that makes me feel like i'm like a professional well, that's what you're it, a professional well, pod or a I'm going to write, like, that we talked about the movie until this point, and if you want to hear, like, a normal conversation, it starts, like, this is, is going to be some good 55 pod. minutes in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop, I guess. Did you have anything you wanted to say? No, I was just going to show you that's downcast. Oh. Oh, okay. It, I don't know if it looks like That's anything. what it looks like. Yeah. The app. Okay. I usually just use the Apple podcast. Probably looks just like that. I don't know. That's pretty similar. But it has a different... It has a lot of... It's like that, but more editable. So you do listen to a lot of podcasts. I do. Yeah, I do too. I have a rule where if I let... If I let it... Like 12 or so episodes go by and I don't listen to any, I'll just delete it. So, yeah. Because it'll just take up space on my phone. But you, you listen like in the car a lot, driving to work and stuff Sometimes, like yeah, I listen. I listen driving to work... Because I have to commute, like, it takes me like an hour. Oh, really? It's just because traffic. It's not that... I work in Coppell, but traffic is crazy. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I listen at work if it's not too busy and people aren't trying to talk to me because I'm just sitting at a computer designing things, so... Cole is like a graphic designer. Much guy. like one, yeah. He's kind of like that. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> you could describe it. It's something in the ballpark of... Designing graphics. Graphics and design. I would call myself a JV graphic designer. He's probably... I'm probably going to have him do something for the cover of this episode. <laughs> I did all the I, by the way, do you yeah. Wanna, yeah, he did all the covers with... Uh, those are fun. I like those. I always felt cool like posting those. Like People are like, wow, that looks... <laughs> the last one we did, I didn't realize that there was a size constraint. So it was like ended up... Well, at least on my screen... It might have just been the app I was using. It was like one quarter of the actual graphic, but it made it look really funny. It was that oh, one. Oh, really? It was that one where Tom Cruise yeah, and the mummy uh-huh. or whatever, but yeah. someone was with him. I don't remember. Yeah, because we were talking about the mummy or something. <laughs> I don't remember why. Anyways, <laughs> I got off topic. Uh, d- graphic so, designing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah. 
I'm just, I, th- I think this is what's going on right now <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I've been, uh, I started like streaming stuff on Twitch, like playing video games. And uh-huh. I've been doing like puzzles on Twitch, like live on the internet. And some people actually watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think because like, like, like uh, streaming, it's like, you kind of just, it's not, it's, you kind of just keep going. So I think that's where I'm, why I keep going with this now. <laughs> Like I'm in that mind, but Wait, is set, this on we Twitch to too? I'm streaming this live on the internet. <laughs> we have one person watching it, and it's me. How long has this been going? An hour and forty-seven minutes. See, that's not even long for a podcast either. And I'm gonna chop like, like this is only gonna An be hour like off yeah, of it. it's gonna be like thirty minutes, <laughs> like a tight thirty. And I'm gonna like, like I'm like gonna it cut to be in a tight five. I'm gonna cut in like every once in a while and be like. uh you're listening to Jeff Grant's Evolving <laughs> Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back. Today's episode is sponsored by, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get, well, I, don't, I don't know if I want to talk about McDonald's. it. McDonald's. It's sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> I started like a Patreon page. Yeah? To, cause I, to help pay for the podcast. Is it working? No, not yet. But I, I, I haven't, this is, I haven't. Um, I'm kind of starting it as an experiment because I'm curious if people I wasn't I, my thing is like I don't I'm going to like put like a little thing at, at the beginning of each episode where it's just like if you want to support this podcast you can do it at this website and give the, at the website it's uh, patreon.com backslash evolving podcast <laughs> if you're interested do you <clears throat> do you post these on like Facebook or Twitter or anything I usually yeah I, usually I don't post, ever get on Facebook. I usually so. post like an Instagram picture and then I'll I'll send it. I'll do like twi- Twitter and then a uh, Facebook and I don't. I probably should do it other places, but I don't. I don't know. Um, Pinterest. Pinterest. I found that they have people. Have, they have do podcast uh, promotions at Pinterest. You can do anything on Pinterest. Wow. Or um, Reddit. Yeah. A lot of people post their podcasts on Reddit. That's actually how I found a couple podcasts I like. Hmm. Like, uh, whenever I was, uh, designing my shirts, I would post them on Instagram. But for some reason, Instagram stopped liking me posting anything. Like, what? it would always start, like, you know, the load bar when you post an image? It'll uh-huh. load for, like, 10 seconds. It would go up to like ninety percent, and then it would just stay there, and it wouldn't ever post. And like it was doing that consistently. I even like I restart my my phone and everything, and I just, just couldn't get it to work anymore. Was it like a copyright thing? Do you think it was like reading no. the image and? I mean, they wouldn't even know what it what like. It was. All my images are like. It would. There's no way it would catch that because I don't think they even have that filter. Okay, I don't know. But I just didn't know. Anyways, like, I started posting my designs on Pinterest, and that's actually gotten a lot of, uh, generated a lot of interest. Cool. Um, his, Cole does, is it Redbubble? I do, or? I have a few. I have Redbubble. I post sometimes on Threadless. That's probably the most popular one I've people have heard of, but I don't post a whole lot. Mostly, it's mostly Redbubble, 
There's one called T Public I use sometimes. He designs like kind of like, well, it's like images, fan art. Yeah, and they can be put on like T-shirts or like mugs or different things. They have lots of they have bedspreads. What's the name of your? If someone's like trying to find your thing. Redbubble slash Creative Sparrow, S P E R O. It's like my design moniker. Okay. But it's really cool. I, I started I like doing Displate too. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. It's like, have you ever seen, like, if you go into Hobby Lobby, they have those metal posters that are made of, like, tin or aluminum. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that, basically, and it's, like, the same format as Redbubble, where you just upload the design, and if someone orders it, they print it and hmm. send it out. But people hmm. order them cool. in series, so. Do you get a lot of interest in it? So I just started Displate, so I haven't gotten anything from that, but I think I, I make about 200 on Redbubble Red a month. Wow, that's so good. It's doing good. Wow. It's fun. That my, One of my cousins is like a really talented artist. I, I think I, I need to tell her about that. I think she could yeah. get some... She's the one that designed the cover of my album, the... Uh, apply to the Frankentwins. <laughs> She's good at drawing like, like, uh, cartoon girl like kind of stuff like. Uh huh. Like kind of anime. Yeah, anime type thing. That's really popular. You should. Yeah, and people like anime. You should get on there because I find that if you just post a design like every other day, mm -hmm. eventually it's gonna generate interest. You know, because. They they promote it like all of they have like they do all the SEO stuff on the back end like you, just you really tag just your images. Un, you, yeah you just upload like the images you design and then they kind of sell the shirts. I, I upload it on, and then like I will tag it with you know this is uh, Spider Man superheroes mm -hmm. but you know whatever it, it has to do with and then they'll they'll post it. They do lots of Facebook ads too. Like I've been scrolling on Facebook and I'll see a lot of red bubble designs. So Wow, that's cool. It's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cut all this out. <laughs> Not gonna use this, but uh, great. That sounds great. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> super great. <laughs> Thanks for coming in this morning. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, well, it's time to go to work. <laughs> I'm like, hur, hur. like I can do like cart, like traffic sounds. Like, <laughs> gotta fill up the old tank. You're listening to Jeff Grant's evolving podcast in the morning. <laughs> Jeff's evolving podcast in the morning at night. Today's weather is uh, cloudy and extremely hot and uh be careful out there and this is uh the Foo Fighters with <laughs> anyway uh I think I might go ahead and stop yeah I think and, we've uh, it's we've run the, the course of this combo thanks for listening uh I want to do more episodes that's similar to this where we're, I just talked to like one or two of us I mean we could have all four of us do it but I was like, I should think of like certain people as like my kind of correspondence, and I can just be like, hey, I need somebody to come in here and talk about Toy Story 4. You, 
get in here. You should actually get James to do that one. He he Does just he... he saw it and he had some opinions. So that would be cool. <laughs> I I me too. <laughs> so That's actually yeah. Okay, I want to yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. If you I'm I'm probably not even talking to anybody because I don't think anyone's <laughs> gonna listen to this. Uh, but if if you listen to this, I feel like I should. Anyway, whatever. Uh, uh, bye. Um, bye. Thanks for listening again. Seriously. All right. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. I'm gonna hit stop. Okay. All right. Bye. Have a nice day. Okay. Bye. <laughs>